My name is Oz Dussolet from Excel on Fire. My favorite Power Query feature is Unpivot. Welcome to Power Query Magic. Oz. Yeah. Lovely to, catch, lovely to catch up with you, sir. That's right. That's right. Welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited that you're doing this. Yeah. It's been interesting. It's, it's awesome to chat to all the people that I've learned from. You know, that's mm -hmm. my whole my whole aim here is to just to chat to all the people that have influenced me and that I found interesting to listen to and read their blogs. So, Oh, I'm on that list. You're on that list. <laughs> <laughs> wow wow you're, right. you're the one you're the one who's sort of like youtube videos i started watching and went i'm learning something but i'm actually quite enjoying it as well okay okay yeah. <laughs> all right thanks thanks yeah that's all right yeah and i've i've heard from some people um i would get a message from linkedin uh something like it took a a workshop from win hopkins and he mentioned me and uh, yeah, uh yeah here they are subscribed to the channel and wanting to connect on linkedin so i appreciate that excellent excellent yeah when i do my training courses yours is one of the ones you know especially for people learning power query right at the start um you know it, it can be a bit daunting that there's everyone's got their niche in terms of how they present stuff but um sort of the the approachable way that you present things is uh, mm. just is it great for people who are who are learning power query at the beginning Certainly helped me as well. So uh, mm. thank you, thank nice. you for that. Uh, right, right. <laughs> okay, so picture this: you are in a bar, drinking what an old fashioned, yeah, maybe an old fashioned, an old fashioned with a in twist Helvetica. of orange. Oh yeah, Helvetica in Perth. So you came to yeah. Perth a few years back. Yeah, Helvetica oh, is a good bar. Good. Yes, bar. it is. Okay, all right. So you're in Helvetica oh. in Perth. Yeah. Okay. Um, you're not allowed to smoke a cigar there, though. Sorry, no, That's not allowed in Perth. Um, a stranger comes up to you and says, "You know, so what do you do, Oz?" And you say, "How do you know my name?" Um, but then, apart from that, you say, uh, "So what do you say? What's, what's your reply?" I teach people Excel. And do they? Does that trigger a another question, or do you get people just go nod and then they walk away, or is there a bit of interest there? Yeah, a lot of people will say, oh, uh, I need to learn more Excel. A lot of people say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, or they might say that they hate Excel and they used it in a previous job and they're glad they don't have to anymore. Uh, a few people do wonder what is Excel and okay. they don't know about spreadsheets or anything. But a lot of people do say, oh, I need to learn Excel. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and I've heard you've even opened up your laptop in a bar. And Several times. <laughs> That's commitment to the course. Uh, sitting there, they start asking me some kind of a question. And um, yeah, they've heard of pivot tables. What is a pivot table? What, you know, I've heard of them. I've heard they're great. And so then I'll do something. 
I'll like maybe make a, a list of names and then some um, items across the top and then uh, some random numbers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, no, I'll, I'll make so I, I just described a pivot table actually. I need to go backwards <laughs> and unpivot what I what just you, said. Yeah, what you need also <laughs> is have a query to then unpivot that table for yeah. them. <laughs> Right. So I'll make a whole lot of data and then show them, okay, now you want some summaries or something, right? So yeah, we aren't yeah. going to write formulas. What we're going to do is go to insert pivot table. Yes. Put it on the next worksheet. And then here's the field list and we can drag some stuff in. Oh my gosh. And yeah, I've done that right at the bar with the bartender on the other side, making <laughs> drinks. Awesome. Um, Lots of lots of times like that. Yeah, yeah. Pivot tables is one of those things, isn't it? That that sort of scares people, or they they just it's seen as sort of some sort of you know magical mystery thing. But when you actually show them and and they get it, it's it's quite eye opening. It, it always surprises yeah. me that pivot tables have this barrier um, to people understanding them. Yeah, and I feel like. And why, and part of a philosophy on my channel, Excel on Fire, is to get into the whys and whens and what happens if versus I'm going to show you something and isn't that cool? And then they're still looking at, yeah, yeah. Well, why do I want to do this? Um, and then also, I've noticed that a lot of people's data is not ready to go into a pivot table. So it's in a bunch of different places or there's all kinds of gaps in it. Uh, something's going on and they're not aware of the cleanup that has to be done so that the data can go into the pivot table. So that there's through teaching some workshops early on, that's what I noticed is going on with a lot of people. Yeah. The 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 fact that the data isn't in the right structure at the start, it's mm -hmm. just a it's just a showstopper. Yeah. You, you can yeah. you can try and do all the clever stuff at the end, but it's the if the if it's in the wrong shape, if it's missing stuff, if it's got gaps or yes, yeah, full of totals. Yeah. 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 Yep. All the subtotals down there, headers in there, all those sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Uh, and that's where the magic of Power Query comes in to yeah, help the magic these people. Of power query. That's right. That's right. Uh, but we still got to get them over that, go over that hump. Right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so we were saying, so you came to Perth. Um, yeah. I haven't been to your hometown yet. So you're, you're in Portland. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oregon. Portland, Oregon. Um, and how long have you been there? This year will be seven years uh, in August. And where were you before that? Chicago. Okay. Was it uh, a work move? What, uh, what I, triggered the that, move? That's, there's many different variables that played into it. But basically, I wanted a slower life but still in a city 
I didn't need intensity anymore. I loved New York City for the longest. Man, I went to New York City for, for the first time in 86. Oh, okay. Loved it. Um, but then around 2008, I saw, you know what? I don't need this go, go, go congestion all the time. But I yeah. still want access to things that a city provides. So Portland has exceeded my expectations. Awesome. And if you were to yeah. take me out to, uh, you know, return the favor of me taking you to Helvetica, mm -hmm. what's mm -hmm. the most uh, sort of, you know, what's that sort of speakeasy, sort of moody type bar? Is there one or two in, uh, in Portland you can recommend? I would recommend there's two places. The Scotch Lodge. Okay. Um, it's kind of a, a small place. Um, great bartenders. Uh, there's one, uh, Jessica. Jessica's a bartender. I can go in and I just ask her, make me something. And she, over the years, she's gotten to know my palate. And then she'll think mm -hmm. a second and she'll come back with something. It'll be great. Um, and then there's Multnomah Whiskey Library. Whiskey now, Library? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. They have uh, man, whiskeys and bourbons from all over the world. Um, and they have a ladder on a rail that goes around. Oh, yeah, and so nice. if you ask for something, they might have to go up the ladder to get it. And there again, they've got good bartenders who uh, can make you something. They've got good cocktails on the menu. It could be a three hour wait to get up there. Um, right. I've gone there sometimes where I could go straight up or there might be a 20 minute wait or, you know, it could be three hours. But those are the two places that I would pick. Awesome. Awesome. There's there's something really special about finding a place as well that sort of the bartender and people there sort of know know who you are. I think this yeah. is, I, I remember there was sort of uh, in my m many younger days, many years ago, there was a local local pub uh, back in the UK and myself and my friend used to probably go there too often, but you know, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> but there could be a big queue at the bar. We'd walk through the door, catch the barman's eye, you know, a little raised hand, and then mm -hmm. you could just sort of stroll up about five minutes later and your drink would be there and you wouldn't have to queue. It was those sorts of nice sorts of scenarios. You know? Yes. yes. You know you've yes, made it. Yes. <laughs> you know you've made it. You've You're somebody. Handy. You're somebody. <laughs> when you can just give a little nod, a little wink to the yep. to the bar staff and they, they know what you want. So, yep. yeah. Yep, exactly. Uh, <laughs> okay. Right, you have a degree in philosophy and you've served in the Navy. Mm hmm So I can't imagine there was much Excel involved in either of those two. No. So where does the journey start for you then in sort of getting into the, you know, becoming an Excel instructor, an Excel MVP? Where does well, that little bit begin? There's there's a lot, and I've, I've told these stories uh, before, like one, the very first time I touched Excel was I did a temp job at Yomega. They make yo-yos. Okay. Uh, and it was just like two hours of data entry. First time I saw Excel. 
But then the next time was when I was in customer service and I got frustrated with my supervisor complaining that my calls were too long and um, I was spending too much time between calls. And she had this report with all the numbers and the red circles and arrows and I got irritated. And then I think I I started thinking um, I could just complain back or I could collect up everything that I do for a week, every call, a description of what happened on the call. And I was writing it down in a notepad. And then I saw this thing called Excel. You know, I opened it up, um, saw the sales and saw that I could make charts and stuff. And so then I put all of that stuff out of the notebook and into Excel. And then I saw categories. I saw like, okay, um, tech support or process a refund or somebody called asking about when a certain instructor was teaching another course. And so I was able to then get those summaries made some ugly charts and manually did my math. I didn't even know how to write formulas, but um, it was it was fascinating to see what my week looked like on the phones. I was spending more time on tech support calls. I thought if I send these results to my supervisor, She's going to ignore them. She's not going to pay attention to them. My director might get irritated with me. I sent it to the president of the company. Okay. He took it seriously, but I had to think about it, you know, because I really could have, you know, found myself out of a job or hassled until I quit. Calls started getting rerouted different ways. The call center got divided up different ways. All because of this data I got from from a week of what I was doing. And had, uh, had you had you ever sort of spoken to that sort of person before? You know, the, the head of the no the head of the organ. You just you decided not. Nah, it's just going to go it, to it, them. It it was kind of a. I'm going to die on this hill. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then so from from that point then you just did you start doing more reporting in that role, more Excel work and self-taught or did you actually get some training or no formal training? Um what happened? Uh a new, a new director came in and he saw that I had a knack for analysis. Okay. This digging. Because one other thing that I would do was when I noticed that there was some kind of a consistent problem that people were calling up about, I would go look in the reports to see what the reports were saying. Um, a, a big thing was these insurance agents, they had to complete certain curriculum and then we would um, report them to their state as having completed them. Business rules would change. So 
At one time, there was four courses that a person had to take. And then there was a rule in these states. The fourth course is optional. But the report didn't change. So now here is this person who's done the three. They know that they're done, but the report is still waiting for them to finish that fourth course. So there again, I'm exporting data and looking and seeing, oh, this is what's going on. And I I think that, you know, you've you've captured there with that scenario, one of the many, many reasons that people end up using Excel from a, the source system, the report, mm-hmm. the, the report that was built, yes, you know, with that with that source system, it's no longer fit for purpose because the business rules have changed, right? And, that, and right. then that triggers. Well, I need to get my job done. I've got a deadline. Yep. I'm going to export to Excel. I haven't got time to launch lodge a ticket and wait 16 days for some sort of green you know, light committees and everything. You just yeah. you need need to get it done. So you go export to Excel, and then you mash up some other data with it, and and hence why Excel is so popular because all of these systems or none of these systems are capable enough to keep up with the business. Right, right, and and this is where I get frustrated with the database people about why aren't you doing this in a database? Well, because. I have a bunch of certificates to send out next Friday and all the green light committees and people deciding who's going to pay the consultant, um, how are they going to split paying the consultant, uh, what is the timeline, all of that stuff. That's not going to happen by next Friday. I've got to do this stuff in Excel and I can't tell all these people that, hey, um, you're going to have to wait eight months and then I'll send you a certificate. No, that's, <laughs> that ain't going to work. But then, see, this is something interesting where um, I think it was Ken Pools at one conference I was at and we were having a, a conversation afterwards with a, with a bunch of folks. And he mentioned that a lot of the Excel MVPs and a lot of the uh, hardcore Excel users that describes how we got here is there was something messed up and then there was somebody who said i'm gonna fix this all this loose stuff is gonna start rattling around today um because you know the the job that i had that i'm describing it was passed over to me as kind of a oz we need somebody who can fix this because we are about to lose these uh, these accounts. And when I started as a um, commissions analyst, that's really what they wanted. They said that they could show somebody the skill. And I remember Monica, she was gonna be my supervisor. She was interviewing me. He, she interviewed me several times. And I mentioned something, uh, something it, with data. And she says, oh, that's just a pivot table. I'll show you a pivot table. Pivot okay. table. But the problem was getting somebody who will get up and dig and probe and pick because the data was a mess. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, the the database has, you know, like some accounts are State Farm. Uh, okay, but then sometimes it's spelled State Space Farm or State Farm. And then oh, somebody yes. misspells it with maybe two T's. Yeah. And so you can't have somebody that's just following the instructions and then, okay, here's the State Farm data. No. Oh, my, my favorite the uh, the extra little space at the end. Mm. Just oh. <laughs> yep. yep. I see people doing that. They just fin they write something, then you do space, and then they press return or enter. I mm -hmm. say, What's that? Why have you done that little space? It's just a habit, you know. Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, that little space that's cost me hours, days. Yeah, that little or space like, on it. Yeah, or pasting something in from a web page, and it's got that trailing space in there that you can't yeah. see. Yeah. And right. And then um, when you do a pivot table or a formula or something, they're treated as different things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yes. Sorry. Yeah, don't, get me started on the, stuff. don't get me started on the spaces. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So you, you, so where does it then, you know, you then end up at some point writing a, a book. Right. So you, um, so the book was Gorilla, Gorilla Data, Data Analysis Second Edition. Yeah, yeah, right. So you know, there's there's a there's a a leap of sort of you know a journey there. Is that mm -hmm. a sort of a, a a turning point to some extent? How did that come about? Um. Wow. So I was working at the job, and then there was a layoff in '08, and people started calling and asking me Excel questions and if I could come in and teach their group of people some Excel stuff. Um, so then that's when I kind of decided not to go back to a regular job. Um, then I started a blog and going on forums and, and LinkedIn, helping people with Excel and getting into discussions. And, uh, Wow, I was emailing back and forth with Bill Jellin one night and asked him about how to get clients. And he says, I don't know about getting clients, but I know about writing books. And then it led to, I wrote a book back in 2002 oh, okay. that needs to be updated. Can I send you a copy to see if you were the guy to update it? And he sent it and I said, hell yeah, I would love to update this. And so um, I wrote most of that. He wrote a couple of chapters in the second edition. Um, yeah. yeah, but I, I had fun writing that. And we're in the process of writing the third edition now. Oh, awesome. But, but we, it looks like we're doing like half and half because there's so much more stuff and I think he's going to handle lambdas and yeah, I do... I'd leave that to him. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not touching. I'll get to lambdas eventually, but yeah. I don't know. there's just too many other things going on. There's, there's so much, you know, I'm going to do power query and dynamic arrays. He's going awesome. to, he might have let on his plate as well, uh, yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, oh, we're working on that now. And um, how did you get involved with XL TV? And, and 
sort of where what what I can say is that I got an email one day I don't remember if it was from Rick Grantham or from Jordan Goldmeyer, but they asked me if I wanted to be involved. Yeah, yeah. And um Jordan has explained that they were talking about it and then they needed some uh excitement. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they were thinking about who who could they bring on to bring yeah, some excitement bit of energy so, into it uh, awesome yeah yeah but okay. but they were already planning it and then they invited me well, then you got into youtube mm -hmm. your your first youtube video i was looking at was the the peanut butter dragon cookies <laughs> yeah you went back <laughs> i went back to the beginning your past doesn't escape you on YouTube. So uh, what can you just explain what was that whole thing, the peanut butter dragon cookies? Um, I like spicy food. Okay. Um, what, Did, wow. were, these, were these cookies that you'd made or were they ones you yes. bought? You'd made no, these? No, I made them. I made okay. them. It took, made it took me six months to perfect that recipe. Wow. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, I, okay. So one major point early, I don't remember the exact starting point, but one was, um, I like Sriracha. I'm in a Sriracha documentary. It's called a Sriracha documentary. Right. Right. And so I was wondering, are there any Sriracha cookies? And so I found a recipe for a Sriracha peanut butter cookie. And all they did was just put some sriracha in the in the um, oh. in the recipe. They didn't like integrate it or, or do something. Uh, okay, true. And the heat was gone. You know the way that the uh, the recipe was. Yeah, yeah. So I started thinking, how can I get the heat? and still have a good cookie okay and i read um this book called how baking works and uh the science of cooking something like that oh yeah that rings about yeah yeah and um it taught me about if you want a softer cookie what you need to do if you want a crispy cookie what's going on when your cookies are burned on the bottom <laughs> but they're still kind of raw inside all of this stuff and so i was able to figure out okay um what kind of flour do i want i started using pastry flour for the cookie um i started using fresh ghost peppers uh, those are hard to get but um i eventually learned about making a puree and then some other secrets um <laughs> it was a two-day process because wow. um i learned about the gluten strands in a cookie and how you mix them and they get tough and then you want them to relax so um i would give 24 hours once i've made it right so yeah, 24 yeah. hours and then i would break off pieces and and then Whoa. put them in the oven and then because then I saw your so you mentioned your hot food so I then sort of remember watching your one chip challenge mm. the mm. what is it the world's hottest sort of well, 
nacho chip type thing? Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pocky, they do a one chip challenge. So there's this chip that comes in a coffin shaped box. One chip. Nice touch in the coffin. And like it. um, it's got, I think, scorpion pepper powder on it. Oh, and it was coming out every year in the fall. And they stopped for a couple of years. And I think they started up again last year. And um, I did it that one year, and it was hot. <laughs> but the thing was, it didn't taste good. <laughs> That's why I left it alone in, in subsequent years, because if, if it tasted good, I might have done it again. But yeah, that thing was hot. Well, I'm going to put a link to that video in the show notes so people can <laughs> watch Oz eating that ridiculously hot one. <laughs> it was rough. Uh, and the other day, so I, when I was sort of preparing for you know this chat, I watched your trailer video from 2013. And you were there stating that you wanted to help people fight against messy data. Mm -hmm. that, was, that was eight years ago. You were on this sort of this mission, you know, pre-Power yeah. Query. Yeah. You know, so you, you get into doing these videos then. What what triggers you to do a particular video now on Excel or Power Query and, you know, what gives you inspiration? What, tr what triggers me as far as, like, keeping uh, keeping up on the channel or for yeah. well, individual both. videos? Individual or videos both? and, you know, the ideas, what, you know, what okay. triggers you. And then, yeah, you know, why, why keep doing it? So for the channel... I like making videos for one thing. Um, and then I like to empower people. I don't want to do projects, take something behind the black curtain and do it and then send it back to a client. I want them to be empowered. So when I'm gone, they can keep, keep doing their thing. So that's a big part of my channel is I want you empowered. I'm not just going to show you some standalone trick that you don't know why to do it or when to do it, or you don't know the pitfalls. That's a big thing. Um, so that's why the channel keeps going. And then uh, why an individual video, it depends on how the idea came to me. Okay. And I remember now the video I made a drill down video a guy no 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 I didn't do a drill down video I did a video that a guy showed me how to do something and then you and a bunch of other people like dm'd me and whatnot and say Oz do you know the drill down you could just drill the right click just <laughs> and that's when I made that video of the people with the lanterns and the guys <laughs> on the balcony yeah <laughs> So that's where it comes from is like it, it, it's, it's, it's always inspired from somewhere. And so um, I felt like after maybe five people contacted me about that, I, I felt persecuted. I felt like people were coming with their torches and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I had fun with it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then I went and got uh, some footage from the Frankenstein movie because um, it's in fair use now because it's been enough time. Um, then there's others where uh, 
me think. But it's like the the you know X lookup peace summit video. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We could you could have just gone yeah you know X lookup has arrived da da and this is what it right. does. But you've gone sort of full Hollywood on it and sort of had yeah yeah you and, know, and helicopters flying in and yeah and <laughs> so here's yeah and and I got to give you credit too because you were saying um, since you come into Perth we should have a peace summit <laughs> and so then. I said, yeah, okay. So it's just building on the idea that started there was okay. So then while I was in Perth, we recorded the peace summit. Gasper and uh, Boriana had cameras, uh, had our phone cameras yeah, and we yeah. walked into the room and, and you had the decree printed up and we both signed it and shook hands. And then when I got home with the footage, then I start thinking, what is a proper peace summit? Yeah, yeah. And heighten it. So now, um, yeah, we got the helicopters and security and <laughs> and police looking at screens and, and limousine motorcades. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you... and yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, so you you know, you clearly enjoy the the theater of this as well. The, yes. the sort of, you know, the 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 making it as engaging as possible as possible and adding some yep. color and because you even get like one of your friends that you to do some voiceovers and things sometimes and yep you know little intros and these sorts of yeah so it's uh yep yep and <clears throat> um i remember uh with the grand high mistress of excel that's that's what i was thinking of yeah 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 and then i, I was thinking about this um, cause I had did a video comparing, um, Flashfield and Column by Example and Column by Example did horrible com in, in, in comparison. Okay. And some of the engineers with, uh, that make Excel got in touch with me and asked me, do I have any other scenarios? And about four months later, they contacted me and said, okay, these scenarios work and this one scenario is never going to be supported. Said, wow. So now what is this? What, what can I? Outrageous. Okay. How about I get kidnapped and these people say, yeah, we saw your video. But you know what? Mr. Smarty Pants, we fixed it. Okay, but now how can I make it even bigger? A grand high empress of Excel that's had me kidnapped by her goons. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then I asked my friend, just just film your mouth saying, oh, I saw your video, Mr. Smarty Pants. Yep. And part of it was heightened because in the after when I'm in post-production, once I've recorded everything and then I'm looking for videos and sound clips and stuff, I saw a video of um, a dark road. So just something's driving down this dark road. Okay. Okay. 
that helps. Okay, that's another layer I can add to the picture. And now I got to get a sound clip of like driving on a gravel road. All right. So put all that stuff together yeah, and it's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> but then that's where 15 to 20 hours goes into making a seven minute video. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. But then now, yeah. now Camtasia have asked you to do a, a session for them, you were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was surprised that they know me <laughs> at TechSmith. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I am uh, doing a tutorial for them. And awesome. yeah, yeah. Well, I look, look forward to that coming out. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's get into the magic that is Power Query. Okay. Um, do you happen to remember where, the first time you saw it or where you came across it? Okay. Um, let me say two things. One is something I've never told before. Okay. With Excel TV, we went to New York to help with Model Off. And since we were all going to be in town um i got an email saying the engineers some engineers that make excel they're going to be holding some sessions to meet with people one-on-one -on -one about how they use excel and mm -hmm. bring an example so i brought this example that i from a law firm that i had done a project for and I was showing how it worked, how it hung together, and some problems that I had. And then one of the engineers says, uh, well, do you think Power Query would have been better? And I said, no, I don't think so. I, you know, that thing is kind of, you know, and I said some stuff. And then he came back and said in a kind of a nice way, he asked me, basically if I knew what I was talking about <laughs> and I didn't I didn't oh but um when I really did get power query was somebody sent me some data and it was like a pivot table it looked like a pivot table yeah. and I needed just rows and columns I didn't need these summaries and I remember seeing a video somewhere about unpivot. I was thinking I could just unwind this thing and it's going to take maybe a half hour. Or I can try to find that unpivot. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't even go find that other video. I went in there. I brought I, I brought the data into Power Query. That was easy to do. And then unpivot. Boom. It was done. That's when I was sold, Jack. Yeah, yeah. Then that that's when I started finding out about split column by leftmost delimiter or group by all these other things. Man, it just kept going. It, that's my thing now. Yeah. And same moment for me, just discovering and pivot other columns, just going, oh, have it, having had to do that in using macros in the past or just some sort of horrible keyboard combination, weird stuff. And mm -hmm. oh, it was hours of work. 
It's a right yep. click. I'm just like, yep. yeah, I, I'm in. I am. Yep. And, and um, I remembered Bill Jelen made a video back before all this about unwinding a pivot table. And um, it involves uh, going through some like back door to yeah, get some the one I used old, to use. old yeah. features yeah, that yeah, are still the there, but not there. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the one I used to use. Yeah. Yeah. But it only worked if it was like one sort of column down the left. If there were three columns on the left, it couldn't work. And it was just like, oh, but yeah. yeah but man, that. Uh, Power Query, yes. And um, when I talk with folks, okay, so there was um, one time I was downtown Portland and these runners got out and they had their numbers and everything. But then they had all this stuff that they had written on the windows of the van. And there was one that said spreadsheet Becky. And I've looked, I said, spreadsheet Becky. Yeah, that's Becky. She knows everything you want to know about Excel. She said, yeah, I make, make Excel my bitch. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So I said, yeah, I'm, I'm an Excel MVP. And I show her my, my jacket that I was wearing. And um, said, you, you use Power Query? Power Query? No, I don't use Power Query. You oh. okay. All right. All right. You're missing a big piece of fun. That's right. A huge piece of fun. That's right. And it's yeah. it's the same everywhere. It's just folks just are not aware of it. And that's one of the you know, a bit a bit of the reason I'm doing this is to try and sort of again spread a bit of awareness. But it just makes, make, makes such a difference to people's lives when they start Yes, it does. It. Thank you. And um, I'm involved with discussions occasionally about basic and beginner Excel. And I feel obligated. I've got to slip in some Power Query. Yeah. Because when you are thrown into the fire, you got to do stuff. And one common thing is splitting a column. Okay. I will show that. I'll show unpivot. I won't get into writing M code. No. I won't get into some all kind of other hairy things. But splitting a column is a basic need. It might not be a basic skill, or, uh, but it's a need. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So thank you for doing this to highlight Power Query. And that's part of my mission as well is to get into Power Query, keep, keep ringing that bell, but then also comparing when is it easier to do something in Excel versus Power Query? Yeah. Strategy. Yeah. Yeah. I do see, you know, the occasional post down again of people going, Oh, I haven't used VLOOKUP or XLOOKUP or anything, you know, ever. I, you know, just use Power Query for everything. It's just you use the right tool in the right scenario. Yeah. The the fact that Power Query doesn't refresh automatically, you know, that's a, that's a hurdle then between, yep. you know, changing a little number here and you want to see the result. And if you don't know, you have to click the refresh. Like somebody else is using this report. Then that's a hurdle. And it just takes longer. So you're, you're over-engineering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that doesn't help anybody. 
Right. And so that's why I figure, you know, part of my mission is to help highlight those kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, it is, I just want people, more people to know about it. I, I did a training course a while back um, and um, aimed at a HR department learning Excel tips and tricks and basics and stuff like this and some, you know, pivot tables and a few of these other things. Um, and they'd, this was long enough ago that they'd only just got Excel 2019 or 2016. They'd upgraded, you know, from 2010. Mm. Um, so Power Query is pretty new. So I, at the end of the course, it wasn't part of the structure. There wasn't what they'd asked for, but I, I wanted to sneak it in. You know, you just want to sneak it in there. Yes. So yes. I, you know, I'd already in the course showed them like the left and the right function and, you know, concatenate and or the ampersand and all this sort of stuff. And I'd show them Power Query. You go, you click this column, you click this column and you go merge. And then you click that column, you say split apart and you click that column and you go uppercase. And they just went, why did you show us all this other stuff? <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, what was this morning's part of the course point? What was, it was just like, yeah, well. Mm, yeah. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> it's exciting. It is, it is exciting. There's this. I'm thinking about so many things that I could have done so much easier if Power Query existed at the time. Yeah. But we've got it now, and yeah. you and I are on the mission to like. You got to use this thing. Yeah. So for people, for people starting out, so you're running um, courses on LinkedIn as well, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. And and it. Just talk me through one of those then in terms of the, the process for creating that course. They get you into a studio with all the, like a producer and all that sort of stuff. Is that what, what happens? Well, uh, so before the lockdowns and everything, yeah, we would discuss a course, um, make a, a, a outline for the course, the producer then goes and gets it approved or has questions or whatever. Um, we get have discussions about should it be 45 minutes, two hours, five hours. Um, lots of discussion. And then once everything is all set up and I've been passed off to my producer, then I would go to California in a recording booth and they've got all their audio people um, and get me all set up. And then I start to record the videos. And it's an interesting process because when I'm sitting here and, and I do something like, uh, I want to show you something. I want to show you a pivot table. And then my producer is on the other side of the glass listening. And he said, I sounded tired. Okay. Right. Because I had to realize I am not on camera. People can't see my facial expression. So I have to use my voice in a different way. Ah, okay. Yeah. 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 But then the exciting thing is once the videos are all recorded, I go back home and they do the editing and the putting any type of highlights and arrows and whatnot in there. Uh, and then they upload it. But I've liked that relationship because I get to be the expert. I don't have to also be the video editor and the copywriter and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. 
And if, if yeah. you've seen sort of um, power query um, having a sort of big impacts on what on sort of what people are doing, it, it, people got in touch with you and said, you know, oh, you know, save me hours with now I know that sort of what's your experience of that? A lot, a lot of folks, um, they see how Power Query has saved them time, has created increased accuracy. They look brilliant all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. You know, right. Because now they can unpivot something. They can split a column at the semicolon without having everything fly apart on them. I don't think I don't think the, the Power Query team in Microsoft really actually realize how much better they're making people's lives. I think I, I sometimes think they're sort of they're they're in their engineering world tackling these technical technical problems and they're not really facing the with, with the end users and it's you know it's 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 people like us who are sharing the the sort of end yeah. results who get all the thanks. <laughs> yeah. But it's yeah. really those and those folks who have just amazing. Yeah, but you you remind me of of one of the top benefits of being an MVP is having access to these engineers and and being able to participate in this in the global summit. Yeah. Um, and they have said several times, we're here in Redmond making the thing. We aren't out in the field, so we need for you to come back and tell us what you see out there. And it is pretty neat where, you know, I might raise my hand and mention something. And then after a session, I had one of the engineers say, Oz, I suspected something like that, but I didn't have the use case. Can you email me later or can we talk later to get more into what you described there? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so for uh, folks that want to be MVPs and they want to do it because it'll help their career, I don't find that as the benefit. I find the benefit is those kind of conversations where I can help influence the future of Excel for everybody. Yeah, totally agree. It does it does trigger a memory of mine. I think it's the first summit I went to and where I sort of first met you. Um, and we, a session had finished and we were sort of just walking out and it was a, I think it was a power query session and uh, Miguel Lopez was there sort of who heads up the power query team and he yeah. just sort of turns to you and goes oh I love your videos by the way <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I just saw your face and it was like oh, awesome <laughs> you know well, that that is just amazing it's so amazing um it's pretty cool I'm this guy sitting in his living room making videos and having fun and but committed to something. And so it it does mean a lot when these engineers see something that they feel like they that they, they appreciate, they whatever. It's, man. Yeah. There's there's some small yeah. cookies in that team as well you know in the whole well definitely whole microsoft obviously but you just my you know my shock or not shock but and i shouldn't really be surprised but some of the people who are chatting there you know they're they're young people as well you know really mm -hmm. young and they yeah. just seem to know it inside out already <clears throat> you know when i was <clears throat> their age i'd have known nothing 
and now yeah just yeah amazing so uh, okay um right it's time for my quiz section five oh. impossible questions okay so here's they're just so hard you shouldn't know the answer to any of them okay, okay? even if you're living this 24 hours a day so i'm trying to put in t totally unfair questions okay, okay. So a little and, while and ago, I'm I'm, on, I'm I'm consenting to this abuse. Okay, <laughs> yeah. all right, yeah. all right. <laughs> so, so if you just answer no, I don't know five times, you're fine. That's the expected oh. response. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. So a little while back, you did the uh, the Excel hash where you uh, mm -hmm. sort of encourage people to use certain things in Excel functions, features, yep. and, and, and you, you did that too as well. And, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, one of the ones I did not like using was the even function. No. Okay. <laughs> right. So in Power Query, is there a function called number dot is even? Oh, he's thinking. I'm going to say yes. Yes, there is. Good. Okay. <laughs> so, so there is an M function, number is even. Okay. Okay. Here we go. In Excel, there's the refresh all button. Okay. On the on the main tab in normal Excel. There's a drop down. You can I, I only ever click that big button, but there is a little drop down on it. Name anything else that shows up under that little drop down button. So you've got refresh mm. all and then there's there's actually, right? I'm looking at the screenshot now. Bizarrely, there's actually one, two, three, there's four options under there. <laughs> I told you, um, impossible. Re refresh pivot tables. Oh, nah. I'll give no. you one more. Do you want one more guess? Or are you give um, It's I would not know any of these. Let me see. Um Oh, he's thinking. Let me think. Um, <laughs> I've stumped him. <laughs> well, that's your goal, right? Yeah, yeah. This is the <laughs> this is be M, firm like this. It's, it's impossible. Right. So, um, refresh current. Oh, there is just refresh. Okay, so that's that's pretty much. So there's refresh all. Then there's just refresh which I'm not sure at all what that would do. I guess maybe if your cursor's inside a table, maybe... That's what I'm thinking. Leave. That's what I'm wondering if that's what it does. If I'm sitting in a pivot table, yeah, would that just, just refresh the pivot table? Maybe. And um, not everything. Yeah. Then there's a little icon saying refresh status. Uh, no idea. Then there's cancel refresh, which again, I didn't know. And then there's connection properties is under there. So there we go. Mm. M, M possible questions. Okay, right. this, this one's even worse, all right? <laughs> so Power Query, there's a little setting query options, which, which you hardly ever click on, right? Or at least I don't. So there's query options and you can set a few things like privacy settings and all those sorts of things. <clears throat> but there's also a regional settings, mm -hmm. okay? What is the very first language, stroke locale, as it's called, at the top of the list, drop-down list? So you can pick English United States, you can pick English 
Australia. You can pick, you know. Africans. Oh, that's a good, good guess. It is uh, Afar Djibouti. Okay, so okay. Afar from... Okay. Not to be confused with Afar, and I apologize for my pronunciation to this because it could be Avar. So Afar Eritrea and Afar Ethiopia. So there we go. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, right, number four. If you right-click a column of text in the Power Query Editor, so you've got a column of text, you're in Power Query Editor, it's formatted as text, okay? You go the right-click transform, where we've got beautiful things like trim and capitalize each word and all these other glorious Power Query features that save people time. Okay, so... I'm going to list the ones you're not allowed to say, and you've got to give me another example. <laughs> so under that list, there is lowercase, there is uppercase, there's capitalize each word and trim. Give me two more. Um. And again. Split digit to nine digit? No. No, no, I'm in the wrong place. Uh, so we go change, we, we go in tra transform, right, right click transform form, and like I say, I would not know the answer to these. Right. So I'm just being mean. We go, <laughs> we go, lowercase, uppercase, capitalize each word, trim. There's one there's clean. Yes, clean. Good work. And then there's three more that I've never clicked on. I don't know. Now, length, uh, JSON, and XML, which I've, I've never. <laughs> okay, okay. Like I say, impossible. Um, okay, and last one, maybe, maybe you might actually have a chance of this one. Maybe not, I'm not sure. So when you go get data from other sources, okay, can you name one of the other sources? Blank query. Blank query. Beautiful, Oz. Thank you. There you go. Good work. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, crystal ball time. What would you like to see in terms of future developments? So, okay. I've thought about this. And one thing is an incremental import. But let me see... I've had one situation where that caused a huge headache one, but on a regular basis, I have had, um, like say I've got a 10 step, um, query and there is something that's erroring out and it's on row 183. Yeah. And I want to step, and then I got to scroll down and see, did it error out here? Step, scroll, oh, step, yeah. scroll. I would love it if I could sit it there so I could see row 183 and step and see, okay, step seven is where it crapped out. Yeah, where did that item? Yes, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, and... Are there any sort of user voice ideas or those sorts of things that um, anybody should potentially vote for that you're interested in? You know, what any well, I think, improvements? I think there's that out? one about having the blanks and A's and, and A's up top. 
Oh, the one just from the other day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one. That is good. Yeah. It's sort of, it impacts everybody. So, yeah. And plans for the future then. So what's, what's, what have you got on? Have you got, so you said about the Camtasia thing, some mm -hmm. LinkedIn learning courses, anything, right, right. those sorts of things, yeah? Yeah, I just recorded. So I've got two ongoing challenges. A beginner to intermediate challenge comes out on LinkedIn Learners Library every Friday. Okay. And then there's a power users one that comes out every other Monday. And I just recorded another six months worth. Wow. So there's, I, and I have fun with those. I, okay. I bring real world challenges. And um, I always try to, you know, really make it real world and not just some like, oh, I need a pivot table to do this. Oh, I'll just write an if statement to do this. But there's often more like, yeah, um, yeah. yeah before you can do this challenge, yes, you're going to use a pivot table, but you got to clear out all these gaps. Now, how are you going to clear out these gaps? That's the challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, how are you going to split this column? Uh, those kinds of things that that like if you're sitting at a desk, there is rarely just one thing you're going to do in a challenge. So um, and then I use the challenges to kind of uh, for people who don't know what the hell to do. What they can get out of it is an exploration of what's possible in Excel. You know, so maybe you don't know how to get four squares all lined up, but you will see that, yes, you can put squares in Excel and you can line them up and get them evenly distributed. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, part, part of that thing of just you might not have a need for stuff right now, but knowing yeah. it's possible as well. Yes. Just knowing yes. that somebody's done it and in the back of your head is like, oh, Oz has got a post or a video on that somewhere, you know. Yep. And then, yeah. Um, and so there's the Guerrilla Data Analysis. Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, third edition that'll come out next year. Um, so that's what's happening right now. Oh, and then more, more videos on Excel on Fire. And that's the best place for people to find you, is it? Excel yep, on fire. Yep. Yep. Yeah, get on yep, there, that's subscribe. The best place. Yep. Awesome. Yep. So it certainly, you know, influenced me in getting involved in doing YouTube stuff and doing this sort of thing. So uh, I thank you for that, sir. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, okay. So wrap, wrapping things up a little bit, um, I like to ask my guests if they've had any sort of brushes with fame or. There are little known facts about them that they're willing to share. So have you got any of yeah. those sorts of things, Oz? A lot. <laughs> First of all, you know, I think about, you know, running into the serial killer Alton Coleman. Okay. You know, that that <laughs> was serial killer running, right? Yeah. Wasn't yeah, expecting that. <laughs> no. Um Whoa. Yeah. Cause he uh he was playing three card money on a bus and then he took my money and he kept trying to get my radio from me we had his boom boxes back in the 80s yeah, yeah. and um he kept trying to get that from me but i i literally ran from him and the guy that was with him and then soon after that 
he was on the news. He had started wow. his serial killing spree. Uh, yeah, so, uh, wow. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I was expecting um, something more like, you know, yeah, I once bumped into, you know, I don't know, <laughs> Tom Hanks. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. No. No, no go the serial but, killer story. <laughs> yeah, but um, okay. my uncles were session singers in New York City. And they've done a lot of stuff, man. Um, I didn't know my uncle Frank was on so many Steely Dan albums. Wow. Um, And my uncle Bobby did a lot of commercials. Um, I went to a party with my uncle Bobby and Paul Schaefer from the David Letterman show. He was there. Right. Yeah. Um, Then... When I was working at a cigar shop, there were a lot of people that would come in there. But Mike Ditka. Mike, all you, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You familiar with Mike yeah, Ditka? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That guy, he was big, and the way he moved, it was like he was a nice guy, but he did, his energy was like he had something to do. Right. You know, he he was very deliberate. Okay. Yeah. And um, there was this one time I was helping this customer. This lady comes in, older lady. I've got $20 and I want to get my husband a nice cigar. It's his birthday. And I said, you know what? You don't need to spend $20 to get a good cigar. A a $20 cigar at the time, it was going to be a whole bunch of marketing and gimmicks. Right. You could get a good $15 cigar or really good $10 cigar. Um, and she's just not going with me. And, and I'm, I'm being truthful with her. Yeah, yeah. And finally, I convinced her to get like maybe this $10 cigar. That's when Mike Ditka walks in. And he's standing there at the counter and he's uh, paying for the box of cigars that he's buying. And this lady, coach, that's Mike Ditka. Uh, coach, um, he says this is a good cigar, is it? He didn't even look at her. Reached in his blazer pocket, pulled out his cigar pouch, handed her a cigar. That's a good one. Give it to him. You'll know. It was a Cuban Cohiba Bellicoso. Okay. It's like um, hard to get for one because at the time it was illegal to bring Cuban cigars into yeah, the states. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it got in somehow. So this was the premier how. cigar. Yes, yes, and um, I'm. I want to say that because Mike Ditka had it, it was real because there's a lot of counterfeits. Right. Yeah. 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 So um, getting it from from Mike Ditka, that woman's husband got a really good (laughs) prize there. Awesome. Uh, And one requirement for coming on to Power Queen Magic is you need to leave two of your own articles. So your or blogs or videos. So your most popular and your favorite. So what are you going to leave with us? And I'll leave links to these in the show notes. Right. The absolute most popular is one on 
it was when slicers came out and we could apply them to tables. Oh yeah. That yeah. That, uh, that video has been up a while. So it's got a whole lot more views than, than anything else. But yeah, that's my number one video. Yeah. And I mean, then I believe, you know, I have so much fun with my videos, but if I had to pick one, it would be from this past Excel hash. The facilitator video. Right. We'll yeah. put a link in for that. Yeah. We'll get people in there to watch it. And what what did you like about it? One thing was because everybody's, you, you had so many people, I think we had 18 people doing this and it wasn't necessary for me to repeat a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and I didn't have to get into how the thing worked. I could just demo it. Yeah. Okay. So that freed me up to have more fun with the theatrics and tell a story. Yeah. So it was a whole different mindset when I was putting that together. And I just allowed myself to have fun. Awesome. But you know something? I also have to say that I appreciate the audience that has come up around Excel on Fire because they've appreciated the fun they want the fun yeah 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 um and my channel has not grown very big or as fast as others but i appreciate them for what we do together i think it's because they allow me to do videos like the facilitator yeah and I, you know for me the, you know, the reason I recommend that your channel to folks is because it's fun and engaging and it's, yeah, you know, you're learning in, a, in an enjoyable way. So, uh, yeah, fully recommend yeah. folks jump on. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Last, last thing then. So I'm going to strand you on a desert island and I'm basically mm -hmm. stealing this idea from another radio show and podcast. Um, so I'm stranding you on a desert island. You've got one item you're allowed to take with you but it must begin with m in honor of the m language of power query so what right. item are you going to take with you the car i drive is a mercury mariner that's what i'm taking with me okay yes and it's not so i can drive it because i'm i'm a yeah, there's no petrol run, there's no gas right run, run out of gas pretty quickly but I've watched enough of these reality shows to think about having things that you can cannibalize. Yeah. Like yeah. maybe the foam in the seat can start a fire easy than grabbing a bunch of leaves. Good. I might good. be able to take the fabric from the seats and keep myself warm. I sleep inside the car <laughs> yeah, and yeah. be away from bugs. Yeah. Awesome. Brilliant. So, well, Thanks, Oz. It's been awesome. Yes, thank you. Thoroughly, thoroughly, yes. In, thoroughly enjoyed it. Yes, as have I. And I really appreciate that you're doing this. This well, is a good thing. Hopefully folks like it and we teach at least two or three more people that Power Query and they teach two or three more people. And, you know, eventually we'll, we'll spread the magic everywhere. So uh, keep yes. sharing that magic. And uh, yes. I will hopefully speak to you soon. All right. Thank you. <laughs>